my work in this world literally since I was born, I swear, is always about going deeper and deeper and deeper. That's why I struggle with the personal development world. I feel like it's actually really shallow and it wants to avoid dealing with emotions. It wants to avoid dealing with trauma. It wants to avoid going deeper and just give you like a quick fix. Kind of like most things, you know, most nutrition advice, most exercise, everything is like a quick fix, a hack. Um, in this world and I get it like sometimes I want a quick fix too you know but just as much as I love deep conversations I also love growth and transformation that actually goes to the root and not you know just looking at your behavior today for example oh just cut these quote-unquote toxic people out of your life and then you will be free and happy and create great relationships Welcome to Deep Within. On this show, we dive deep into the nervous system, emotional healing, and transformation from within the body. When I started my personal development journey, it was all in the mind, doing affirmations, visualizations, listening to endless motivational videos. And I found that this approach without actually getting my body on board only left me in deeper shame and distress. So this is actually how I discovered somatic body-based healing. My name is Marina Yanai Triner, and I am the Compassionate Somatic Coach. I am gentle, sensitive, and I love deep conversations. I'm so, so, so excited and so glad you're here so we can feel like we're together in our own little bubble of deep talks. I was asked to make an episode about toxic people, and the very first thing I want to tell you is why I don't really like this term. And it's because when we encounter people that really bother us, that trigger us, people that are not the best for us, which like I totally agree, there are those people. If we think of them as toxic, I kind of like to link it to food. I don't know if you guys know, all of you, but I used to be a plant-based coach. And when I think about, you know, the plant-based community, some of it often talks about certain foods as toxic. And I think that that is really problematic because this is something coming into your body. So the same as the food is coming into your body, this person is around you, their energy is entering your body. And if you start to think about it as toxic, then you start to think about Maybe my body's becoming toxic. There's something wrong with me because I'm around this person. And I think that that actually will never help us grow or transform in any way. And rather, if we can think about these people as just people that we struggle to be around for whatever reason, and we can see that everything is actually perfectly aligned at all times these people enter our lives even if it's our family because usually i think for many of you it's actually people within your family but even if it's a friend who you realize wow this relationship dynamic is not really good for me it happens for a reason and it's it's a good thing that it's happening and i want to share more about why i think that so People who you feel 
impacts you negatively, whether it's from your family or just people that you're encountering every day, they usually trigger something inside of you and they usually remind you of something within your childhood. And a lot of times, people that have trauma attract people like that. And it's very, very interesting. I've definitely experienced this. I, in high school, had uh, an abusive relationship with someone that for a really long time, I kind of like saw that relationship as an isolated incident that had nothing to do with my childhood. That was the only trauma that I've ever experienced. And all of my efforts went into dealing with the consequences of that abuse in that relationship until I started to learn about childhood trauma and what it actually is and um, what are the aspects of it, which I think is the trickiest part of any healing, is that all of us think that our childhood is very, very normal, nothing out of the ordinary happened there, and so we don't really understand that when we meet certain people that the dynamic with them is actually the same as the dynamic in our childhood with our parents, other family members, other children in school, things like that. Our body doesn't really catch that because it feels normal and safe. And that's how this man actually felt to me, even though today I'm sure if I met him, the way that he talked to me, the way that we interacted would immediately be a red flag. When I was in high school, it wasn't. It felt really normal. And that is because of my childhood. It linked me right back to my childhood. So instead of thinking about these people as toxic, and I will use that example of my ex, my first relationship, that individual, I don't actually know the story of his childhood. Believe it or not, he was very mysterious, like a lot of abusers. And of course, he was... A terrible influence and impact on me and my life and ruined so many things in my life and I still deal with the consequences of that relationship in a lot of ways that person I now understand and know was a very traumatized person and my nervous system perceived him as familiar and normal because of how I grew up. So when I put those things together, it was such a big piece of my healing. It allowed me to go deeper, right? My whole, I mean, this podcast is called Deep Within, but all of my work in this world, literally since I was born, I swear, is always about going deeper and deeper and deeper. That's why I struggle with the personal development world. I feel like it's actually really shallow and it wants to avoid dealing with emotions. It wants to avoid dealing with trauma. It wants to avoid going deeper and just give you like a quick fix. Kind of like most things, you know, most nutrition advice, most exercise, everything is like a quick fix, a hack um, in this world. And I get it. Like sometimes I want a quick fix too, you know. But just as much as I love deep conversations, I also love growth and transformation that actually goes to the root and not, you know, just looking at your behavior today. For example, oh, just cut these quote unquote toxic people out of your life and then you will be free and happy and create great relationships. That's not going to happen. You know how many clients I've worked with that literally had the same pattern, for example, the same boyfriend, 
and husband with divorces, like literally the same dynamic, which makes so much sense. We can interrupt this pattern only when we actually go deeper, only when we really look into where is this coming from in my childhood? Why is my nervous system perceiving these people that other people would say, oh my God, these people are like, no, right? These relationships immediately, no. Um, it's, it's a red flag right away. And we don't see the red flags. Like, why don't we see those red flags, right? And I think about why didn't I see the red flags when I was a teenager? And thankfully, or not thankfully, there's two sides to this. But after that relationship, I literally always looked for the opposite type of man, which is also interesting because with my partner, current partner of 13 years, when we first met, he was so accommodating of everything that I wanted. He was like a yes man, you know? And <laughs> over the years, I realized that's what I needed at that time. And that's what he needed at that time. But it was definitely a trauma bond for both of us. And then we grew to see that we actually need very different things now as we've grown and healed a lot of things that, for example, I really want to be with a man who sets boundaries, who speaks his truth. And Thomas has learned to do that. It was a challenge for him in the past, but he has really learned to do that now. And he has grown to see that he doesn't want a controlling partner. He wants a soft and nurturing partnership. So it's very interesting that, again, if we don't go to the root cause, like with my ex, I, you know, with healing my, my abuse story and all of that, for a really long time, I was like in talk therapy and I was really focused on, okay, this happened from when I was 15 to 18 and that is the only trauma that I've ever had. And I was like really, really focused on that. And I never really looked back at my childhood and how the dynamics with my parents and my grandparents impacted the choice for this man. And therefore, I started to choose people who were the direct opposite, which is in some ways, maybe a little better than choosing more people like my ex because he's such an extreme example of people that are really bad for you. Um, but at the same time, like I'm sharing, there are consequences to that because if you don't go to the root, you're either going to choose the exact same type of person or you're going to choose the opposite type of person. And both of these things are actually not very helpful. They're not what we need. They're not what our soul desires. They're both sort of, I, I don't know what the word to use, but I guess we'll cope with toxic, but they're both toxic for you in some ways. Okay, so that's kind of that level of, okay, why do traumatized people attract other traumatized people? Because it feels familiar and it feels and it's subconscious, right? It's a feeling. It's a safety that you feel with those people. Oh, I know. I know how this works. My mind, my body feels safe here, even though it's not actually safe. And think about, there's a lot of examples of this, of children who were literally like, physically abused by their parents and they had no idea that that was bad 
and they thought that their parents were great parents. I have so many clients like this. It could have been emotional abuse and they don't realize that it was a problem, right? So it's this, it's your system is just so attuned to the safety of your parents and that is what safety becomes, how your parents treated you. Safety becomes that. And then you just keep looking for it in the world. So that makes a lot of sense. And it's actually a protective mechanism because if your system perceives your parents as unsafe, who do you have in this world? You have literally nobody. So you really need your parents in order to feel safe in the world. And so when you think about it in this way, it feels really nice and protective and and actually a good thing that your body does for you when you're a child. And then when you're an adult, it's time to work on these things. So the reason why I think that these people coming into your life, and let's for a moment just put family aside, we'll get to family, but people, right? Like friends, relationships, co-workers, bosses. I think we've all had our fair share of toxic bosses. I know I have. Um, I believe, I truly believe that they come into your life for a reason. They come into your life so that you can go into the depths of those relationships and find out what it's reminding you of in your childhood and really do the healing work around your childhood relationships so that you can create healthier ones. And I've definitely, I mean, I've been on this journey since I was 15. It has looked like from 15 to 18, basically being involved with this guy who was really not good for me, um, really, you know, just really traumatic relationship abusive on an emotional and sexual level and then when I was 18 I went to college and I got I went to therapy I got free therapy in school um, with a great therapist but it was talk therapy and I still you know felt the impact of this relationship for a really long time and that's a huge part of got me into personal development and eventually led me to somatics so in a lot of ways I'm very grateful for this relationship that had ever happened. And so, yeah, I think that starting to look at relationships within your life that don't make you feel that great is really, really helpful. And I'll give you another example. I had all of my best friends, I had really similar dynamics with. I wouldn't say that these people were abusive in any way. I wouldn't say that they were evil or anything like that. And that, and by the way, I don't think that my ex-boyfriend was evil. And I know that sounds weird because he did some really horrible things and um, really enacted this cycle of violence. And he was three years older than me. So he was, you know, quite a bit more mature in some ways um, and had significant power over me. But I, I just don't believe that anybody's evil. I really don't. I believe that people are traumatized. And so all they can do and know how to do is either to internalize that trauma, which is to enact that trauma towards themselves and be, for example, get into self-mutilation, which I did, um, et cetera, et cetera, or externalize that trauma. In other words, enact that trauma 
onto other people. And I want to say that it really bothers me in psychology that people are put into these boxes and there's no continuum. I think that is ridiculous because I know that me, myself and I, I have definitely externalized my trauma in my partnership. It could have been, you know, it it wasn't in such extreme ways as my ex, of course. But there are so many times when I was mean and I yelled at my partner and I said things that hurt his feelings. And, you know, I got into a nervous system state of fight or flight or freeze. And I did some things that I'm not proud of at all. And I think are, you know, in some ways, like my partner experienced them as abusive. Did I mean to be abusive? No, I love Tommy. He's the person I love the most in that literally in, in the entire world. He's my best friend. He's the love of my life. And at the same time, I know that I've done abusive things in the in the relationship. So, you know, there's also, of course, degrees of abuse and all, all these things. But I don't want to get into like the legal side of things. That is not my expertise. And I actually tried to go through a legal process with my ex-boyfriend, went to the police, I reported all this stuff. So you might ask like, okay, but then how, how does the court know if something is actually like abusive or something is, you know, where, where is it on the continuum that it's bad or good? I'm not talking about that. I'm going to leave that to lawyers and judges and stuff. That is not my expertise. I'm talking about everyday life where I think that everything is on a continuum and every single one of us internalizes abuse and externalizes abuse and trauma. Every single one of us that has been through significant trauma. So I say all of that to say that I don't like this word toxic. I don't think it's helpful. I think that it's really important to notice our body around people and allow that to give us information about whether those people are good for us or not. So I'm coming back to, I know I went very far away from it, but I'm coming back to the friendships that I had. Again, these friendships were not abusive. These friendships felt almost like addictive to me in some ways. And I'm sure you've had those relationships where you kind of get like a bit of a high. And one day, I realized that these friendships were not good for me. And let me share how. So in these friendships, my best girlfriends that I've had kind of my entire life in college and high school, like literally my entire life, my role was always to listen and give advice and, and be like a coach and therapist. Duh, no surprise. I'm really good at it, right? Um, but I was giving away my services for free. And I do not do that with friends anymore. Of course, now I listen to my friends. I support them. I invite them to come and share whatever is on their heart. But I feel that it's a very equal exchange. I feel also supported and held and listened to. And I don't feel drained. I don't feel like they're, you know, taking from me and not giving back. But I wasn't realizing this pattern for so many years because it felt so normal, because that's how I grew up, especially with my mom. Of course, my mom also gave a lot to me, right? Of course. But on the emotional level, my mom didn't really have many tools to support me. And so 
I found myself kind of being her little therapist and it felt very safe and normal to me. And being vulnerable and sharing did not feel safe or normal. So I want you to notice that if you are navigating relationships that don't feel very healthy or good to you, it's really important to look at your side of the street and their side of the street. Both, right? Not just blaming them and not just looking at yourself and shaming yourself. Actually, shame and blame both are so, so unhelpful. And if you find yourself constantly complaining about a person, it's time to sit down and really look at what the heck is going on. What is this relationship? What is it doing for you? and your side of the street. So even though you can look at, you know, this girl who is like a therapist to all and so giving and so loving to all these people, you could, which is me, by the way, you can also see, and probably many of you, you can also see that I struggle with vulnerability. So this dynamic feels very safe and good and comfortable. So anyway, how did all of this explode? That was when basically Tome and I were going through really, really rough times. Like for four or five years, we were literally on the brink of divorce. And as you can imagine, he is the most important relationship in my life. And that was extremely stressful. And so suddenly I couldn't hold it back anymore. And I felt like I had to have somebody listen. I have to have somebody share. And then my best friend at the time literally disappeared. Like our last kind of conversation, I literally cried on her shoulder, which was a huge deal for me. I really struggle. Even to this day, it is a challenge that I work on all the time to cry in front of somebody because I was really taught not to. Anyway, so I, I cried on her shoulder. I totally broke down. I couldn't hold it in anymore. And then she disappeared. And I was like, what the hell? You know, and I and I also started to notice. So, so what I'm sharing is there is the behavior part of things. Like somebody does something and it's, or it's like so much that you're like, okay, it's really time for me to look at this. Like this is really, really, really not okay. And they've probably done it in little ways for a really long time, but then they have to get to like a really extreme level for you to get it. So there's that level. And then there's also the level of how does your body feel around this person? That also gave me a lot of information because interestingly, my body felt pretty numb in a lot of my friendships. Maybe your body feels constricted or tense. Maybe after you see this person, you feel exhausted. You know, there's all these little cues that your body is giving you. And what I used to do is really shut it down. Like I really used to be like, but they're so nice or you should just like be loving. It's not cool that you're like this, right? Or you shouldn't be mad. Like you're not allowed to be mad at anybody. And I really remember doing that. And so I want to encourage you to know that your body is giving you information and clues and your job is to just listen to them without creating a story. And what I mean is your body might tell you this person is not good for you. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to immediately call up this person and be like, I never want to talk to you again. It actually means that you need to just get curious. Don't ignore it. Don't be like, no, 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 this person's nice. Go away, body, right? 
like don't ignore it and don't make decisions. Just get curious. Just be like, hmm, that's interesting. I feel really tired after I see this person or I feel really tense or I feel numb or I feel anxious. I'm so curious. What is that about? And just open the door. Like imagine yourself opening that door to that part of yourself inside of you to give you more information. And you can literally say to it, I would love for you to share more. Like what what's happening for you? So that's kind of the first somatic tool that I want to give you in dealing with people that make you feel these strange sensations within your body. And also, of course, notice the behavior that they are having, also the behavior that you're having. Like, are you behaving strange around them? Um, Are you feeling strange? Like I said, are you complaining about them to somebody else nonstop? All of these are clues that you need to take a look. You need to take a deeper look here. Maybe you need to set some boundaries. Maybe you need to expel this person from your life. That's okay too. So I ended up firing a bunch of friends from my life. And it's very interesting because now even when I meet friends from like other eras in my life, I notice the same pattern that they're not really there to listen. They're more there to share. And that's how our dynamic always was. And then they just continue to do that. It's it's very interesting. Um, but I just don't allow it as much, right? I don't want to be around it as much. So then the second step in going deeper into this is noticing your your body, noticing your sensations, and then noticing If these sensations feel familiar to you and if you have felt these in previous dynamics in your life. So this is really how I got to the depths of my friendships that were not working for me is that I realized I have this dynamic with my mom and I was still having it at that time. And so I actually decided after multiple tries and things that happen it wasn't an overnight decision that I don't really want to engage in these friendships they don't work for me I don't see them changing and it's not it was really beautiful because it wasn't this like ugh, I hate this these people and I wish them like the worst and I never want to talk to them again not at all like I truly wish them the best you know of course like there's things I'm annoyed with them about still that's okay that's human but I don't wish them anything bad Um, if they reach out to me you know maybe I'll text them and there's certain kind of levels of um, I guess getting these people out of my life like certain people I still see but I'm just not as close with I don't invest as much because I tend to invest so much in my friendships like my heart and soul And that's really important to me. Friendships are really, really important to me. And so I want to make sure that my friendships are really giving to me and not, you know, not just taking away. It's not a boss. And even when you have this kind of boss, I encourage you to take a look and see if you want to stay in that dynamic, right? So there's different levels of taking action about these relationships. You could stop the relationship You could decide that you're just not as close, but they're still in your life. There's just different, different courses of action. But really, the action is not the most important part. The most important part is actually figuring out what are these relationships reminding you of. 
And as soon as I realized it was a dynamic with my mom, I actually took some time to kind of step step back from the relationship with my mom. My mom and I are super, super close, but I know that I needed time kind of in my separateness around my mom. And over time, she kind of realized it because we're so close. And she reached out to me and we had a really good conversation where I shared all these things with her. And she has since made such an effort to also be there for me emotionally. And it has made a huge difference in our relationship. Now, I feel really grateful because my mom is a very open-minded person. She's really open to feedback and not always, but a lot of times. And she's, you know, she's like willing to look at her own shit. And not all of my family members are, let me tell you. And so you might have family members who are not at all open to to working on themselves, to looking at their side of the street. And that's where you get to decide, like, do you want to be around them? Do you want to cut off communication with them? And whatever you decide, like whatever level of communication I really first of all want to encourage you to see a continuum it's not black or white you could decide that you're just not willing to do certain things not willing to support them in certain ways for example you want to cut financial ties with them but you still want to be in touch with them or maybe you don't want any relationship at all all of that is completely fine it really really is but it's important to take your time with this, right? It's not an overnight decision to let it sit with you, to feel your feelings about it. That's really, really important. So when I made this link that it has to do with my mom, I took the time to really like grieve all the things that I wanted to receive emotionally from my mom that I didn't. That was very important to grieve it, to feel the fear, the anger, just all the emotions underneath that. And that is the healing. That is the most important piece of the healing. It's not just making the connection within your body, your sensations telling you, oh yeah, I have sensed this before. It feels really familiar, but it's actually really allowing the emotions about those relationships in your childhood to come through. This is how you break the cycle. This is how you start to create relationships that feel really, really good. It's not just by, you know, noticing it, but it's by really letting yourself feel it. Okay, so that's really, really, really important. And I hope that you have received a lot of tools in this episode. And I hope that you also see, because this is a huge mistake that I made, was really only focusing on my side of the street. So whether you're only focusing on their side of the street or yours, it's so important to see both. It's so important to see this person in front of me has XYZ life experiences, XYZ trauma, and that's why they're doing what they're doing. And this is helping you not take it personally. It's not about you. It's about them. Their behavior is about them. Your behavior is about you. You attracting these kinds of people into your life is about you. You attracting people who, I don't know, are just mean to you or verbally abusive or whatever it is. Your attraction to that is yours. Their verbal abuse is theirs. That's what I want you to see. And 
it's not about blaming or shaming anyone. It's about you making these connections and understanding that and feeling your feelings and then walking out of the relationship or changing the way that the relationship is structured so that you feel good, right? So that you feel healthier. And the cool thing that I want to share with you is that when I moved to Costa Rica, after doing so much work in my friendships, I attracted incredible friendships. I attracted friendships for the first time in my life, basically, that of, you know, people that were there for me and I was there for them, where it felt like a clean two-side exchange, where I could tell them if they hurt my feelings, like things that I have never done before that I really struggled with. So much has changed because of this work. And most importantly, because I allow myself to feel my feelings about my childhood. And this is a step that everybody everybody skips because it's uncomfortable because it sucks because it's painful because it's hard it's hard work but it's really worth it if you want to create new relationships if you want to break these cycles and this is why I am offering an incredible affordable online monthly membership community called heart space and this is a community where we get to work through these things we get to really go deep every month there will be a different theme and we get to really feel our feelings about these dynamics we get to work through whatever is going on for us and the whole point of this membership is to live a life from an open heart that is attuned with your nervous system so i'm so excited about heart space and please check out the link in the description of this episode in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to join us. I'm so excited to open up this beautiful, beautiful space to so many of you. And I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or anything to add to the conversation, I'm always, always excited about that. So please reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know. All those links are also in the show notes. And I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for this community on Deep Within. I value it so much. I'm enjoying it so much because I get to go so much deeper than an Instagram post, which is what life is all about for me and I think for you too. So have a beautiful week and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. If you liked it, please make sure to leave me a review so that more beautiful humans can get to this podcast and subscribe to the show. And please do share it with a friend who would benefit. And I always love to hear from all of you on Instagram. So visit me there at marina.y.t. I share really awesome content and would love to hear your comments about the episodes. Until next time, I love you so much and I appreciate you. Have the most beautiful day.